Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the Overnight Crowd. Jen Wallace keeping you company across this Tuesday evening and, of course, into Wednesday morning. I'm excited. I know you guys are excited. There's one sleep or no sleeps, depending on your sleeping habits, until <laughs> the AFL starts. And I've got Jasper Jellipar, sports journal and author for The Inner Sanctum, joining us to look at the big start of the AFL men's season. Jasper, thanks for joining us on The Overnight Crowd. Yeah, Jen, I'm, I'm too excited to sleep, actually. So it's no sleep for me. Tonight. <laughs> That's it. You're coming off the back of a social basketball game as well. So you've had the late the late fixture on social basketball time, which means you've got no chance of sleeping. I know those games. Yeah. Yeah, the late, the late window means the, the adrenaline's pumping, especially when you go down by a point. Oh. Uh, so not ideal start to my Tuesday night, but um, hopefully my Wednesday will be a bit better with the men's footy season coming back. Hey, uh, so let's go straight into it. Of course, we have the grand final rematch is opening the season. Uh, it enables Melbourne Demons to unveil their flag. Uh, it, it takes off the traditional Carlton-Richmond start. I kind of like it this way. What about you? Well, I love the grand final rematch in the first round. I, I, I do appreciate the tradition of Carlton-Richmond. And like, as a side note, uh, this might be the best Carlton-Richmond game we get over the last you know, six or seven years. Considering how different those sides have been over over that period of time, I think I think they're going to be quite even this year. Yeah. But I absolutely love the grand final rematch in the first round because these are the two best teams in the competition. You can't deny it, um, and you get that uh, level of fixture um, in the first round. It's, it's it's a pretty special way to start the season. I'm not too sure about the Wednesday night. I understand why they've done it because they want to keep that Thursday night fixture with the Tigers and the Blues. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I absolutely cannot complain. I'd like to know, I want a prediction from you. How, how many do you reckon is going to rock up um, to the MCG uh, tomorrow night? Because I'm not convinced. I would love it to be 90,000 plus, but I'm just not convinced that we're going to get as many on a, on a Wednesday night. Yeah, the Wednesday night probably makes it a little bit tougher. I, I'm going to sit in, it's going to sit in between 60 and 65,000. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good pocket to be in. Um, and, you know, this is going to be, uh, regardless of the, of the crowd, it's going to be 60-plus, uh, I imagine. And yeah. uh, it's going to be an incredible atmosphere. I can't wait to, to go along to that one. So um, I'm feeling very, very lucky to be in Melbourne right now because finally footy is back and, and we've got a hell of a lot of it um, on this weekend. I know, five days of footy coming. You've also got the AFLW finals as well. So there's, yeah. it feels like there's this great uh, just groundswell of, of Aussie rules happening and, um, yeah, most of us can't wipe the grin off our faces. So uh, the teams have been announced for the Demons and the Dogs. Any surprises for you in those two team lists? Well, we heard some rumours about yeah. uh, Lucky Hunter being omitted yesterday or two days ago now um, from... Tom Morris at Fox Footy, 
That uh, must have changed in the past 24 hours because he is named on a wing like you know we would have expected a few days ago. Um, it, it's it's an interesting one because when when that report came out from from Tom, uh, everyone kind of went well. Actually, I agree with that. I agree with the decision. He hasn't had a good preseason. He hasn't had a good probably 12 months compared to his 2020 year before he had that uh, drunken car crash where he crashed into about 12 parked cars. Yeah. Um, but but before that incident, he was a very, very, very good player over the past two years. And I think if the Australian selectors, you know, had a look at wingers, I think he probably would have been an All-Australian by now. Yeah. Um, he, he was having that kind of calibre of a career up to that point. Yeah, that's so true. But it's interesting, isn't it, that there seems to be the comments about yeah, he was aware, uh, the rest of the team was aware, staff were aware, and yet the team list comes out. So two very conflicting uh, messages <laughs> coming across through these, you know, that 48-hour period of uncertainty, I suppose. But good for him, I suppose, yeah. that he's been named. Uh, uh, what about for the Demons? A couple of changes there as well from their premiership side. Well, just on, you know, Hunter being named yeah. after reports, not going to happen. Uh, Bevo, Bevo does Bevo things, and he's done this before. <laughs> I've seen, you know, forward lines stacked with midfielders. I've seen the interchange stacked with McRae, Libba, Dunkley, and, and Marcus Bontepelli before on a team sheet. So he just has a bit of fun with it anyway. He might have just leaked a couple of reports just to get in the get, play a little mind game with the D's, with the media, with the with the footy public about it all. Oh, it's this is the one part of when you're a fan and you follow the team list and you look at it and you go, I want to take you seriously, but I'm not sure I can trust you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think yeah, the dogs uh, team list just on paper looks uh, about right. So um, I think I think yeah, Bebo's played a straight bat um, 24 hours out from a from a huge round one game for the D's. So uh, yeah. they've got a few changes. There were you know the rumours about uh, potentially because there were no retirements. Um, or trades or delistings or anything from that uh, grand final team, but it could be the first one in history to, to have a grand final side play um, all together afterwards. But unfortunately, we had a few omissions. I believe you know, uh, Michael Hibbard um, is out uh, through injury. We've got, um, I'm surprised to see Tomlinson's not in. He didn't play the grand final, but, but Harrison Petty did. He's out as well. Um, so seeing a few guys come into this side, I think Luke Dunstan has a chance to be the medical sub here. He, he listed as an emergency. He did play in the preseason, but um, I think he could be a really good sub to, to bring into the action if, if there is an injury. I think he's a really reliable kind of a player. Oh, very good. And in regards to this game, is there any particular matchups or moments that you're really looking forward to seeing? Well, I'm tipping uh, Christian Petraga for the Brownlow. I can't wait to see him and Marcus Bontempelli go head-to-head because... I think those two guys are the best players in the competition. Those forward half midfielders who hit the scoreboard just, you know, create, you know, so many uh, goal assist scoring chances, score launches, that kind of stuff. Um, I think those two are, are almost a head and shoulder above the rest of the competition after last year. We saw, you know, Dusty and Fife struggle with injury and that kind of stuff. So I think I can't wait. I can't wait to watch those two go head to head in the midfield. Um, an interesting one will be Stephen May taking on Aaron Norton as well, who I'm tipping to win. The Coleman medal this year. I think uh-huh. he's the best contestant mark in the game. So if he has his kicking boot on, which he did in the preseason, um, look out. That could be a fantastic matchup between my pick for the Coleman medal and the All Australian fullback. Very, very good point. Hey, I, I'm interested 
It was a 74-point um, blistering in the end, that grand final <laughs> last year, even though it didn't feel like it was that sort of dominant points victory. Do you expect the margin to be a lot closer come Wednesday night? Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's a tough one to, to tip. I think uh, the tipsters are going to be pretty even on this one because on, on the one hand, it's the Ds playing in front of their home crowd for the first time in, boy, nearly eight, nine months. Mm. Um, and then on the other, the dogs are trying to get their revenge. There's been all this talk about that you know, Free From Desire song and there's a genuine <laughs> rivalry building up between these two, which I don't doubt at all. But uh, the Ds just look so strong and I actually can't see them losing more than five games this year. I think they're, they're an absolute lock to finish in the top four and to feature prominently in finals. I, I think they get off to the right foot um, in front of their members, in front of their fans, in front of the MCC, which is going to be <laughs> absolutely stacked. So um, I'll tip the Ds just one or two goals. Yeah, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a close one as well. But I think I'm going doggies. I feel like they've just had that little punch in them based on, on losing last year. And maybe that little bit of, um, you know, little bit of hangover potentially into Melbourne, but not for long. Um, I think they'll be right up there again this year. Hey, if we shift over to the traditional starting Thursday game, we've got Carlton versus Richmond. You touched on, on it off the top. These two teams, this should be an absolute cracker this year. Yeah, and... It's always a game that um, supporters turn out for. So you can expect 80,000, 85,000 at the G and it's going to be its roaring self. Um, and I can't, watch, I can't wait to watch this game because these, both these sides are, are genuine uh, finals contenders. I think I'm going to be tipping Richmond to finish in the top four again. Um, I just feel like there's a bounce back in these tigers and the dynasty isn't over. But the Blues are going to be hanging around the top eight as well. Yeah. Um, we know how good their midfielders become suddenly over the off-season with Chera. Um, with uh, George Hewitt, Paddy Cripps getting back to his best. And keep an eye on selection tomorrow night. Sam Walsh is a sneaky chance to feature if the Blues think he, he's going to contribute um, because he, he's had about a week of training now. He's, he's okay. looked good after that syndesmosis surgery. Not sure if it's going to be this week, but if it is, that would be an incredible turnaround time, about four weeks since that surgery. Um, and, you know, we, we know how good a player he is. He nearly won the yeah. Brownlow uh, from a side outside of the eight. He, he's a mercurial talent. So um, okay. if he's in, I think I, it, it might almost sway my tip. Okay. So at the moment you, you're tipping Richmond unless we see a um, Walsh feature when the team lists come out. That would be an incredible recovery. That is, you know, syndesmosis is not a easy injury to, to get over. That's incredible if he comes back four weeks, even if it's one week later, five weeks. That's still w- – massive effort from him and yeah and it adds to the storylines from this game we know that doc's come back from his cancer scares mm. um his chemotherapy all that stuff his return has been rapid and and more yeah, quicker than anyone could have predicted uh you've got dusty returning returning from his kidney laceration which was very mm. nasty he spent a yeah. lot of time in hospital with that one towards the end of last year um and just so many so many great stories to come out of uh, this game from both sides. I hope it's a really good contest, and I predict it will be. Yeah, I hadn't even uh, thought of the Dusty Martin side of it until you just brought it up. I completely slipped my mind with all the other stories that we're following going on. Now, speaking of stories, I've got to throw back, and the overnight crowders uh, will probably remember this moment when you and uh, former host um, Heater were discussing Tom Brady's retirement. Uh, at the time, it felt a little bit embarrassing i suppose and now it proves <laughs> you guys are nostradamus 
Yeah, we're better than Adam Schefter, I'll tell you that. Right? So all his five, ten million followers on Twitter should be tuning in to Heater and I uh, on Overnight Crowds. Now Jen Rawls and I on Overnight Crowds. Um, but it, it, it was a really, really embarrassing period for both of us because we were both looking at, like, he's got to have a farewell tour and he surely will. Like, I predicted that it would happen. Came out, uh, what was it, about 12 a.m., our time that went out yeah. and at 4am our time on the Eastern coast, it was announced that Tom Brady was retiring, which is just the most ridiculous turnaround time for us predicting something that was completely wrong. Yeah. But about five weeks later, here we are, Tom Brady is unretired <laughs> and it's like we were right the entire time. <laughs> it does make you wonder whether five, five, six weeks at home. Um, what was it? I'd love to know, get an inside word from him. What was it that made him go, nah, actually, let's go around one more time? <laughs> yeah, there are a few funny tweets out there about him spending six weeks in the pickup line for his kids yeah. and realising this ain't for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All those, all those uh, family duties that come around uh, that, you know, he's probably, his schedule has been different. But, yeah, so, no, very, very funny the way everyone's responded is there's been some great memes out there in regards to why he would have changed his mind. So, uh, yeah. but no, love it. Well done to you and Hida for, um, you know, predicting the future. If you didn't know it at the time, <laughs> the embarrassment turned around to absolute gold dust. So, uh, if that's the case, uh, so whilst we've got you backing, who do you think's going to, we've got your Brownlow, um, prediction is, um, Christian, yeah, yeah Petrarca. Coleman is Norton. I think, yeah. Oh, in the in the sanctum crystal ball, which will be out tomorrow. Okay. Um, hopefully, no, not too many spoilers. But I've got a, a two-way tie for the Brownlow between Petrarca and Nat Fife, who's mm. going to be spending more time in the midfield. I think the Dockers will make finals this year. I just think there's he has the ability to remind everyone of how good he actually is. Yep. Um, and we could see vintage Nat Fife this year, which which I'd be really excited to watch because he's one of my favourite players to watch ever. Yeah. Well, as a Fremantle supporter, I am more than happy to follow uh, your predictions on that on that front. <laughs> so we've done the Coleman. Um, I think that another chance at the Coleman could be Bailey Fritch for the D. So we might be seeing the two leading goal kickers tomorrow night, um, simply because he's such a dead-eye around goals and, and he spent his first full season as a, as a goal-kicking um, forward yeah. last year and he looked so good. So I don't think there's anywhere to go but up yeah. for, for Fritch, who, who finished the season um, the, the most informed forward in, in the land and I think he could continue that form over to 2022. And are you allowed to... Um, give us your maybe your grand finalists, if not the people the, the team you think is going to win the whole thing, but maybe your grand finalists. Well, it, it could be a rematch, but I'm going to go with the Demons, and I think the Brisbane Lions will finally get over that hump. I think they're going to take the regular season very seriously, finish in the top two, then host a, a qualifying final where I think they can get over the line in in front of the Gabbett and. Um, Hopefully, in a prelim, they can they can do the same. I think this this squad is just coming into the right period of time where everyone is contributing at a very high level. I love it. All right, hey Jasper, thank you so much for your time. Bad luck on the loss in the social basketball by one. <laughs> Hopefully, you can uh, find a way to reflect, review, learn, as they always say from the, the the coaches and the coaching cliches from the losses. It's not a loss; it's a learning. 
and uh, you're bigger and better for next week and can't wait to speak with you about more AFL action when we chat next week on the Overnight Crowd. Yeah, I'll come back stronger. Don't you worry about that. Chat later, Jim. <laughs> Thanks, Jasper. That is Jasper Chelepa, our sports journo and author from the Inner Sanctum, looking at the super exciting Melbourne versus Western Bulldogs opening game of the AFL season and, of course, the traditional Carlton-Richmond clash as well. Time for your calls and your texts. Let's keep talking footy. One three hundred seven three six seven three six and O four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. You're with Jen Wallace. Back soon. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So, we doubled it: chicken and Macca's together, and loving it. Ba da ba ba ba. Available after ten thirty a.m. for a limited time only.